Well, good morning or good afternoon, depending on where you're at. This uh, is a great, uh, great day the Lord has given to us, and I wanted to come today and just share a few moments with you. Uh, this uh, series that we're doing is called Sheltered Daily in His Word. The reason for that, of course, is because right now we are sheltered in place. So many of you are stuck at home, and you're not able to get out. You're not able to move about like you normally would. So we wanted to take a moment today and just share the Word so the for the next few days, a uh, week or so, or however long it takes, we just wanted to come and just spend about 30 minutes with you in the Word of God and share with you some things that God's laid on our hearts and give you an opportunity to be able to share with us today. So thank you for joining with us. I'm glad that you, you tuned in, glad that you're with us. And we're just going to open up with a word of prayer, and then we'll get started into our, our time of sharing today. Father, thank you for the opportunity we have just to be able to be together Lord, across uh, Facebook, across uh, Zoom, the different places, Lord, that we're able to minister through uh, our live streams, through our podcast. Thank you for uh, just the opportunity for people to listen in, to be able to share together and, and uh, just acknowledge, God, that during these times that you're the one that we depend on. I'm thankful, God, that you give us the word. And so today, Lord, I just pray that the word of God will just comfort the hearts of your people, strengthen them. Lift them up and encourage them. Be with us, Lord. Meet the needs of their hearts and their families. And we'll give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you uh, would like to join with me today, I'm, we're going to be looking uh, at some scriptures. And I want to uh, take an opportunity to talk to you. I, I've been thinking about what I would want to share during this opportunity. And so what I felt like that uh, right off the bat, one of the things that we needed to talk about is just how to deal with difficulty. I don't know what, what this is doing to you, but I'm sure for many, uh, this uh, shelter in place or stay at home, however they've defined it, has created a lot of difficulty. This whole pandemic with uh, COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, that's created another uh, whole different dynamic that we've not ever dealt with, at least not in my lifetime. So because of that reason, I wanted to take an opportunity to uh, look and see the Word of God, because I think the Word of God speaks to us about things that we need to know about, and I think it's important for us to to just spend time there. So what i like to do for, at least through this series, I'm going to do what I call the, the, the uh, my series is called the uh, Seven Deadly Ds. Seven Deadly Ds. And I'm going to look at seven things, not all today, so don't worry, uh, but throughout the next over, at least for the next seven days. We're going to look at dealing with difficulty, which is going to be today. We're going to look at dealing with discouragement, dealing with defeat, dealing with disappointment, dealing with delay, dealing with doubt, dealing with depression. And, and so these are all things that I know all of us, all of us here, we, we deal with, we all go through them. We all have moments where we are confronted with it. We're trying to figure out how to navigate through life and all the different things that go on. So I hope that this time together will be a, a benefit to you as it is for me to be able to share it. And perhaps that through this time now, we're only going to, it's only going to be about 30 minutes. So uh, I want to be able to just, you know, this is our time. So we got a, about a 30 minute time frame that I want to do this in. So, and then we want you, if you want to share with us needs you might have, things you want us to pray about, we'll be praying for you. We'll be asking God to minister. So if you have needs, please, by all means, put them up and let us, let us be able to know what they are so we can see them. So you can just chime in, text in whatever you want to uh, on the page there, and we'll be able to hear hear you, and we'll be able to 
I acknowledge that. So here's the three things I'm going to ask you to do today. Number one, I'm going to ask you to purpose in your heart to hear and listen what God has to say. So if you'll come for the next seven sessions to show up, I believe that during this time, I, if you'll just be open to listen, to hear what God has to say to you as we deal with these, these deadly deeds. The second thing is, is I, I want you to purpose in your heart to find someone who needs help with any one of these things. And I want you to, I say bring them to church, but bring them uh, to the live stream. Bring, bring them in to this time of study so that we can help them, so we can help one another. Because I believe that it's important for us that if we learn something, that we need to share it with one another. We need to share it uh, and, and let other people know about it. The other thing is, the third thing is, I want you to purpose in your heart that with the help of God, that you will in fact conquer these things. I believe that uh, like we're dealing with this, this plague that's going on right now in our nation and around the world, I believe that these are things that we can conquer through the help of the Holy Spirit in our lives and as God directs us. So those are the things I want you to do. So I want you to hear and listen to what God has to say. I want you to find someone, invite them in. Then I want you to open your heart up and ask God to help you if you're dealing with any one of these any one of these deadly deeds, okay? Now, if you have your Bible, let's go to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3. And I want us to look here, and I want us to just see what the Scripture says. Now, I've got my smartphone, so uh, that's what, if you see me looking down, that's what I'm doing. Uh, and I'm looking off, the script, off my uh, notes as well. But uh, I want you to read this with me. And if you're in your room there, you can read it out loud. Uh, listen to what 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 says. And I'm going to read it in a couple different versions. It says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Okay? Now it says in the contemporary English version, it's the way it says it. You can be certain that in the last days there will be some very hard times. Then the New Living Translation says it this way. You should also know this, Timothy, that in the last days, there will be difficult times. Then the New, New International Version of the Bible says, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. Now, just in those, those four versions, we've read perilous times, hard times, difficult times, and even terrible times. So it's clear that the Bible warns us, so the Bible, especially the Apostle Paul, gives us this warning, and he says that in the last days, there's going to be difficulty as a part of your life. Things are not going to be always smooth sailing. Things are not always going to be easy to deal with. Sometimes it's going to be hard. And the level of, of expectation that we ought to have is, is that we ought to just be ready for difficult times. Now, the truth of the matter is we're not always ready. We're not always prepared for it. We're not always looking for it. And yet we know that according to the Word of God, especially we as believers, that we need to be ready for difficult times. Now understand this. The closer you get to the return of the Lord Jesus, the more difficult times are going to get. Did you hear that? Can you see that? The closer we get to the coming of the Lord, the more difficult times are going to be. Now, that I don't, want, I don't want you to think of this as a downer. This is not one of those things where we look at it and say, oh man, you know, uh, Jesus is coming, things are going to get bad. So 
it needs to be the opposite of that. Really, Paul is warning Timothy and saying, look, you need to understand that with all the things that are going on in society and everything that's happening that, that goes on around us, that when we start seeing things not looking well, we can be assured that Jesus is coming. Now that should offer us as believers hope. My, my desire is to bring hope to you because I'll tell you what, even though we're facing these things, un, un, unlike anything we've ever seen, I can tell you this is probably not the worst it's ever going to be. But I can tell you this, that even if it gets difficult, even if it gets bad, even th if things are not going to go well, I can promise you this, God has already made a plan, and that is He's coming again. And we're looking forward to that. So the closer we get to His coming, the more exciting times we live in, even though that they are difficult. And every day, our lives are hard-pressed. There's no doubt about it. We all feel it. We feel the pressure. We feel the, the extent of those things that are coming on us. And yet, we also have to understand that these there's a reason behind it. And I really do believe with all my heart that difficulties reveal character in us that we didn't know we had. And God allows those things to show up in our lives because of that very reason. In fact, whenever I read the book of James, now I will tell you that James, the book of James is not for the faint of heart. If you read the book of James, this is for believers who understand what it means to walk with God, who understands what it means to stand firm. It's a very difficult book. James does not, he doesn't pull his punches. He's flat out gonna tell you, this is how you need to live your life. This is what it needs to be. This is for you that are mature in Christ and he tells us these things he says that when God allows difficult times come to our lives and troublesome times come and hard times come into our lives they come in order to do two things one they come to test us and they come to develop us in fact James says that when we go through difficult times that we're to count it pure joy knowing that we that these things will produce patience and endurance in us Think about that. That these are going to think things, going to be things. He said, consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. So it's not a question of if you will be tested. The question is, when will you be tested? Now, I believe with all my heart that right now that we're going through one of those tests. I believe that the difficulty that we're facing right now is, in fact, one of the things that James is talking about. James didn't say that difficulties, didn't say uh, that difficulties and troubles come. He said, but when they come, when they come, difficulties are coming into our lives. So if you haven't experienced it, you're going to. When you live here on this earth, you're going to look at difficulties. You're going to see them and you're going to experience them. In fact, it's interesting because the, the dictionary says it like this. It says the word difficulty means it's something obstructing one's course and demanding effort and endurance if one's end is to be attained. So in other words, there's something that gets in the way of acquiring what you want to attain. Now, that doesn't mean that it's all bad. In fact, I believe that there are things that God wants to do. In fact, what I believe is this. God wants you to overcome the difficulties of your life. God allows the difficulties that we face so that it can test us and it can enable us to build the kind of character and quality 
that God deems for us to have in a world that we live in that is filled with all kinds of difficulty. And we've got to learn how to navigate through that. So in order for us to do that, what I want to do is I want to look at just some characters in the Bible because there are people in the scriptures that really do help us to understand how that we can face difficulty. And I want to look at four things. Four things that will help you to face the difficulties in your life. Number one, I want us to look at this. A major move that affects critical change. All right? So there's things that will happen. There may be things like right now. All right? Think about how that up till, the, up till yesterday at 11.59 for us in Indiana, we were able to move about without any difficulty. Then all of a sudden, we get word that you're not allowed to go out of your house except for necessities. Or if you are what they call a necessary worker. All right? So all of a sudden now, it's a change. It's a shift. This is a major move. Now, a major move that happens when it does, this is a test of how willing you are to follow God. If you don't believe me, let's look at the book of, of Hebrews chapter 11. And I want you to look at, at the life of Abraham. This is what, what the Hebrew writer says about Abraham. He says, by faith Abraham, when he was called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. Now, can you imagine getting a word like that? God just says, hey, I want you to go here and you don't even know where it is you're going. But God says, I just want you to follow me. This is a major move. When God picks you up from where you are and puts you out there into a place that you're not sure about. This is what happened to Abraham. This was major for him. But this, this move that was, was, was about bringing change to his life. And God asked Abraham to pick up everything that he had and move to another place. God was telling Abraham, leave your comfort zone behind you and go out where it's uncomfortable. Here's what I know. God is not interested with your comfort level. A lot of people, you know, they want to be happy. I hear it all the time. Oh, I want to be happy. I want this. I want that. I want things to be smooth sailing. I want things to go well for me. But that's not what God's interested in about your life. Now, God wants you to have joy. Don't misunderstand. Happiness and joy are not the same thing. But what God is saying to Abraham is this, Abraham, I'm going to take you to a new level of faith. I'm going to take you to a new level of anointing. I'm going to take you to a, a place that you've never been before, a place of my presence, a place of my power, a place of my provision. This is what I know. I know that God is asking all of us, in one way or another, when we're going through difficult moments in our lives, he's saying to us, I want to take you somewhere. I know you don't understand it. I know you can't comprehend it. All of us are asking these questions right now. We're saying, God, why? Why all of a sudden? When things seem to be going so well for us, everything seemed to be turning around. And then all of a sudden, here we are faced with doing things we never thought we'd ever face, dealing with things we never really believed that we would ever have to face. But understand this, and this is the first test of a believer. A real believer will follow God's leading without question when God, when God is where, wherever God is taking him. So think about it. If I really trust God, 
no matter how much change I have to make, if I really trust God, I'll believe Him. That no matter what is out there, God already knows about it. You think about Abraham. Here he is, like 75 years old. And, uh, you know, in, in, our, in our estimation, you say, man, this guy's ready for retirement. He should be giving up. He's ready for Social Security. <laughs> the last thing he needs to be doing is making some major move and doing something. But God spoke to Abraham and said, Abraham, I'm going to take you out of that place of comfort, and I want you to follow me, and I want you to do this for me. And see, here's the thing. Every step, no matter where we go, either we believe God is moving us, or we're going to stay put and we're not going to do it. We're either going to trust God for provision or we're not going to trust God. There is no in-betweens. That's a hard place to be sometimes. I know that God, a lot of times, you know, if you look at the way life is and you look at the way things go, uh, we have to ask ourselves, are we willing? Are we willing to follow God to the place He wants us? Are we willing to follow God to the place of His glory, to the place of His provision? That's really the, the question we have to ask ourselves. The truth is, most Christians, now let's just be honest about it. Most Christians, even myself sometimes, in fact, the older I get, the more I, I realize how I enjoy the comfort of the things that I know. We have this frame or state of mind uh, that, you know, I just want things to be comfortable. I want things to be easy. I don't want things to be hard. I don't want to deal with change. I don't want to go through difficult moments. And, and we, when we come to those places and we like that, we just like to live in that comfort zone. And most Christians have reached a place in their lives where they're satisfied with just being saved and on their way to heaven. And, and, and they reason with themselves, hey, look, I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. And that's really all that matters. But God wants us to leave that place of comfort. And really, he wants us to make a major impact in our lives and in the lives of other people. And I think about the church even as a, a whole. And I think about... We as a church, you know, we've been so comfortable. You know, we, we have a location, we have a building, we have a place where we can come and worship, all those things. And then all of a sudden, God says, well, you can't gather together for worship. You know, uh, they're putting all these restrictions on us. How do we do it? Well, look at how, I remember reading an article not long ago, and they said that, that, that there's coming a time when the major, the major move of the church is going to be through the internet. And I thought, that's crazy. Because we're going to have to, you know, people still like face-to-face, -face, but the, real, the reality is, is that as you look at the church and as you look at the expansion of the church, the internet and what we're doing right now is one of the greatest ways for us to be able to, to literally go around the world. And I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful that, that we've risen to the challenge of that and we're working towards making that happen. Even though it's uncomfortable for us and it's not easy, I'm thankful that God has brought us to a place where we can do that. The second thing I want us to look at, I want us to look at that, that when, there's, when delays come, delays uh, are, are promises, delays and promises produce dreamers. When, 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 when you have a delay and a promise, when God says, I want to do something for you, I, I'm sure many of you right now are thinking about promises God has made things that God has spoken to you about, stuff that God has said. And often we look at the delay and we think, why is there a delay? But here's the thing. A delay is a test of your vision. For me as a pastor, when delays come, I think, God, why are there delays? And God, I, I really believe that part of that is that God is saying, I just want to see whether or not you have a clear vision or not. Are you clear? We often face difficulty of a delay in promise. 
when they're not there, they're not happening the way that we think they should. Listen to what Hebrews 11 says, verse 9. By faith, he, speaking of Abraham, made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs of him of this same promise. Notice this, because I think this is important. Notice, not only did Abraham, all right, not only did Abraham have to dwell and move and, and go and, and keep moving, but notice Isaac and Jacob. They too. So it wasn't just one generation, but a second generation and a third generation continued on. In fact, it was going to be it was going to be a number of years before they ever ever see the real promised land. The Bible says in Hebrews 11:39, and all these having obtained a good report through faith receive not the promise. In other words, the promise was there, but it was delayed. But it didn't stop them. They didn't, they didn't just say, oh, well, God's given us the promised land. Praise God. We can just wait until it happens. No. God said, I'm going to give you the promised land. Abraham, you're going to get the promised land. And, and you need to understand that even though I'm going to give it to you, you, you may not see it in your generation. It may be a generation away from you. Well, if that be the case, can you hold on to the vision that God has? Can I handle a test in life? If I know that there's going that I'm not going to actually see the end of it, can I hold on to the thing that God is saying to me even when I don't see the end? Am I willing to move through things even though I may not I may not experience I may not receive the blessing of it? See, what you have been expecting God to do in your life. The thing that you're believing for, the thing you're hoping for. Maybe it hasn't happened yet. But are you going to stop believing? The hardest kind of tests to handle, the hardest kinds of difficulty that you have to go through in life is when you don't know if there's ever going to be an end to it. You and I both can say, that, man, that's hard. The delayed promise. The delayed promise. Abraham never gives up. He never goes back to Ur. He says, you know what? He doesn't throw his hand up and say, you know what? This is just too hard. God, I didn't expect it to be. You told me you were going to promise this for me, and I didn't expect it like this. No. Instead, what he did was he instilled the promise not only into his own heart, but he instilled it into, into the hearts of his children, into the hearts of those around him. God made a promise. God showed Abraham a vision that he was going to give him a son, and that son of promise would take him to a promised land, and that promised land would be a land that would be flowing with milk and honey, and that there would be he would be end up being the father of many nations, and he himself didn't see it. In fact, through all the testing, through all the trials and everything he went through, he himself had to hold on and maintain and be willing to say, God, you know what, I still believe in what you declare. The point is this. You have to be willing to hold on to what God says. Now watch this. Number three. See, when difficulty comes, impossibilities, they become God's possibility. See, this is a test of our ability. 
because you know the truth of the matter is the Bible says that by in Hebrews 11 11 by faith Abraham even though he was past age and Sarah herself was barren and unable uh, yet he uh, it says and was barren was enabled to become a father because he considered God faithful who had made the promise understand this God is faithful it was physically impossible for Abraham and Sarah to have children, and yet what happened? God provided. Even, even when, in the midst of it all, all right, they had this, this, this child. His name was Isaac. And, and think about it. God made a way. It didn't look like it. Abraham laughed, Sarah laughed, but God had the last laugh because Isaac's name actually means laughter. That's, to me, that's, a, that's, that's powerful. Now, watch this. In Ephesians 3 and 20, Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in God or worketh in us. He says worketh in us. See, he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in Where does that power come from? That power comes from God. That power comes from trusting God, believing God, holding on to the promise of God, admitting that, you know what, God, I know that you're going to see me through. I know that you're going to make a way for me. I know that you're going to do this. Even when the tests come, even when things happen, it doesn't matter. Even when things, now watch this, number four, even when senseless tragedies happen in my life, because senseless tragedies develop strong commitments. And this is where it's at. This is where our commitment lies. When Abraham was asked to offer up Isaac on the altar, he had to go. He had to go. By faith, the Bible said Abraham was tested by God to offer up Isaac. And yet what happened? He went. He did it. By faith, he went. Abraham reasoned. Watch this. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead. And figuratively speaking, he did raise Isaac back from the dead. That's exactly what he did. In fact, Abraham said, I'm going to go up to the mountain. Isaac went up with him, laid him on the altar. He did that because he knew that when he came down from that altar, he knew that he was coming down, was coming down with his son. Oh, man, think about this. Think about having that kind of confidence, that kind of, that kind of belief, that kind of faith that says, you know what, God, I believe that no matter what happens, I believe that the promise you made is going to happen, even if I don't see it with my own eyes, even though I see things that are difficult around me. God is the God of second chances. God is the God who turns things around. God allows us to make U-turns. God allows us to move, and I believe that with all my heart. And I want to end with that right there. God gives us a second chance. Maybe you need one. Maybe right now you need one. Maybe through all of this you've been questioning God. Maybe you're saying, God, you know what? I don't get it. Maybe the difficulty seems that you just want to throw your hands up and quit. Don't do it. Whatever you do, hold on to what God is saying. Hold on to the promise. He's the God of second chances. He's the God that allows you turns if necessary. So just turn back to Him. You know, make the 180. Don't do a 360. Make a 180. Turn right back and say, God, you know what? I'm going to humble my heart before you. I'm going to allow faith to rise up in my heart right now. And I'm just going to trust. I'm going to believe. I'm going to hold fast that no matter what happens in my life, I believe, God, that you can do this. 
I believe that you can take what seems to be a difficult moment in my life and you can make it right. I hope you will. Through times of difficulty, through times of hardship, I promise you this, God is there. What he promised, he'll see you through. What he said he would do, he will do. Aren't you glad he's a God of second chances? I am. Let's pray together. Let's ask God to help us to have the kind of faith that helps us to stand in the midst of difficult moments. Father, thank you for the example of Abraham. Thank you, Lord, for showing us that through his life, God, and all the things that he went through, that we too, Lord God, can go through those same times because, God, we have a promise. We have a vision. It's clear. We know that even though difficulties come our way, we know, God, that we can hold fast to it. We know, God, that your word is true for us. We know, God, that you can move mountains out of the way. And we know, Lord, even when we have to make the tough decisions, even when we have to do things that for us doesn't even make sense, at the end of the day, God, we can trust you. And I thank you for that. And I just give you the praise today because I know, Lord, that you make a way where there was no way. Thank you, God, for turning us around. And we give you the praise for it right now, and the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope that this simple lesson was meaningful to you. I hope it touched your heart as much as it has mine. And I pray that God will just continue to bless you. If God's done something for you, let us know, would you? Just send us an email, uh, Jubilee Worship Center. Uh, you can uh, uh, go to our website, jubileeworshipcenter.com. You can email us there. You can, you can send us your comments on Facebook. But however you want to do it, just let us know. Because you know what? I believe God has great things in store for your life as he sees us through these moments. God bless you. Look forward to seeing you tonight at our 7 o'clock prayer time and then tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. God bless you. Stay sheltered daily in his word.